Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hey, rich girls. Hey, it's your girl, Candice, and I have something super special to share with you guys. Throughout the podcast, I heavily discuss how important it is to pray, manifest, and speak the things you want into existence. With that being said, on Thanksgiving weekend, 2021, I will be releasing the Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. The first step in creating wealth is to believe that you're worthy of it. The second step is to purchase these Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. These cards will help you unlock the potential for wealth. I am living proof that these cards work, and I'm so excited to share them with you guys. These cards aren't just a wonderful thing to gift yourself. They're also a perfect gift for that rich girl in your life who might just need an extra nudge in the right direction. I cannot wait for you guys to get these money mindset affirmation cards in your hands and continue the journey to being a rich girl. Toodles. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your girl Candice, and I'll be your host as usual. I hope you are feeling amazing on this Money Making Monday. I hope that you had a great weekend and that you practice self-care because as you know, we can't take care of anyone until we take care of ourselves. I live by that motto and so I hope that you practice some self-care over the weekend. Personally, I did. I went and got myself some red roses. I've been on a roses kick, so I don't know if I've done an episode on why I buy myself flowers every week. But I do want to be sure to go into that at some point. So I buy myself flowers every week. This week, it happened to be red roses and they are stunning. So I certainly practice self-care and you guys know I get my rest. So I hope that you guys had an equally beautiful weekend and I hope that you are feeling ready to attack the week. We are going to run the week. We are not going to let the week run us, point blank period. So. As you know, that's how we always kick off the episodes. For anyone who might be new here, we always kick off with good vibes and positive energy because that's what it's all about in order for us to show up as our best selves is to continuously pour good energy and continuously let good energy be poured into us. So with that being said, let's get into this week's episode. So it's the beginning of the year, right? And a lot of people ask me, Candice, how should I go about creating a budget? And the first thing I want to say is scratch anything I've said about budgets in the past. Just completely scratch it, okay? I want us to adopt a new mindset in this season. I want us to call it a rich girl spending plan, okay? Let's just completely remove the word budget, right? This season, we're going to completely remove the word budget because budget feels restrictive. Budget feels like a punishment. Budget feels 
just it, it's not a feel good word. It, people don't associate budget with feel good things. They associate budgets with I can't do that. And to be completely honest with you, as we build wealth together, we have to realize that it isn't just about saving and investing and making sure that we're not spending an extra $5 on coffee. We already know it's about making more money. So we're out here, we've got our side hustles going, we've got, we've got our businesses going, and now it's a matter of creating a spending plan that allows for self-care, whether that is a basic act of self-care or whether that's an entire spa day, we have to create a spending plan that allows for that. And we'll go into this a little more in the episode, but just know each month entertainment can vary, right? And we're going to talk about fixed and variable expenses because essentially what happens is there are expenses that we cannot avoid, right? We're going to have to pay them every month, regardless, every year, every quarter, whatever. And then there's those expenses that we put on ourselves, right? Nails, hair, brows, and things like that. Things that might vary in price over month over month, right? So what I want to talk about today is creating a reasonable rich girl spending plan for 2022, for the new year, okay? Again, we're removing the word budget, okay? We're gonna call it a spending plan. And if you are my client or if you know anyone who is my client, you know that we call our plans spending plans. We don't really say budget, right? I almost, I, I refer to it as the B word. Now, there is a budget sheet in, in the show notes here that you, can, that you can purchase through my link tree. Yes, I do. I did create a budgeting sheet. But this year in this season, I'm going to create a spending plan sheet. Okay, so I'm not going to act like I didn't use the word budget (laughs) uh, ever in the past. Right. And I'm not going to act like I don't say like, hey, we need to get on a budget about certain things. But in order for you to feel free in your financial journey and not so restricted that you backpedal. Right. We need to call it something else. And I've learned that the art of calling something something different besides that restrictive or well let me back up the connotation of certain words right if you switch up what you call something that could potentially be negative in some way you've turned it into a positive right and that's what we're doing with the word budget we're turning that word into a positive by calling it a spending plan Right now, I don't feel restricted. Now it's like, okay, I'm telling myself what to spend. I'm not telling myself what to not spend. Okay, I hope that landed for you guys. But anyway, let's get into it. So, the first thing I want to tell you is that each year, each quarter, each month, and each week, we need to set goals, set our money goals like a boss. Okay. And when I say like a boss, I mean we got to be realistic about what's going on. Right. So when you are creating your spending plan for see, I probably said budget back there, but see, y'all got to get me right. Don't let me use budget no more. We're not using budget in 2022. Period. (laughs) So. When you're creating your spending plan, right, (laughs) see, like you have to work on switching the connotation on certain things. But anyway, when you're creating your money goals, right, and you're creating your spending plan. The first thing we need to know is 
I wish I could do like a, a, a show of hands. What do you think is the first thing that we need to know when it comes to setting money goals like a boss and creating a spending plan that's going to be reasonable for our lifestyle? It's income. <laughs> income, income. How much money do you make? How much money are you bringing home? Please do not tell me what's your gross paycheck. Please do not tell me that every so often you do hair and you make a hundred dollars. I need to know the consistent income in your household, right? Are we making $10,000? Boom, a month, right? Is that's what, is that what's coming in? That could be our goal one day, right? But is is that what's coming in, right? $5,000, $3,000. What's coming into the household every month on a consistent basis, every two weeks, uh, every week, whatever that looks like. But once a month, how much money are you making, right? Annually, how much do you make? And monthly, what is coming into your account that is yours, that is not spoken for, okay? We can't count inconsistent income because we don't know if that is truly going to come in, right? So when I ask about your income, what I want to know is what's coming in for sure every month, every week, every whatever, bi-weekly, whatever that looks like for you. I want to know what that look, what that number is, right? That's very, very important when it comes to setting your money goals. I have things that come in sporadically as well. I do not count them. They go to a particular account. So I do know what's coming in on a monthly basis, but it's not the same number every month. Therefore, I cannot include that in my income when I'm creating my rich girl spending plan. Okay. So when you are thinking about your income, it's either your paycheck, your direct deposits, whatever they look like. Make sure that number is the solid number that you are making each month or biweekly or whatever the cadence is that you get paid. Okay, that's number one. When setting money goals like a boss, we're creating a reasonable spending plan for 2022. Okay. The second thing I want to get into is tracking your spending. And here's where we're going to go into the fixed and the variable expenses. Your fixed expenses are your rent or your mortgage, are your car note, car insurance, light bills, cell phone bills, cable bills, right? Now, that doesn't have to be a fixed expense, but most of us have Netflix or Prime or whatever the case might be, right? So those are your fixed expenses, the expenses that are not going to change and that you probably can't avoid paying. Right. And and the big ones are your rent or your mortgage, your light bill, your phone bills, right? Gas for the car for you to get to work or get to wherever you need to commute to. So that's your fixed expenses. Now there's variable expenses, right? <laughs> and I laugh because for me, I do a lot of protective styles to my hair, right? Whether it be braids or a crochet style, I, I only blow out my hair a few months a year. Because it, you know, I'm natural and blowouts don't last for me. So there's just no point, right? But my hair expenses vary because I, one month I'll get braids and the next month, you know, I'll spend half of that and do something different. So those are my variable expenses. Okay. And we still need to track those. It's just a little more difficult when you're just getting started on a spending plan. And here's why, right? If you look back on a year where you tracked all of your spending 
and you realize that you spent, I don't know, two or three grand on your hair, right? Like whatever, whatever it is that you do, like throughout the year, that's how much you spent on your hair, right? You can prepare this year, right? You can prepare if you had tracked all of that or whatever, you know, variable expenses that you have in your life, right? Maybe it's your pup, right? Maybe it's your pet. Maybe it's something for your car, right? Maybe every quarter you get a a tune-up or et cetera, et cetera, right? Whatever your variable expenses are, if you were to have tracked them in 2021 and they come up to a particular amount, the reason I use hair for an example is because that's the biggest variable expense in my life, right? Like my nails always cost the same. My brows are always going to cost the same. Uh, My wax is always going to cost the same, but my hair varies a lot. So, but anyway, whatever it is for you that varies throughout the year, you're going to be able to prepare for that for 2022. You see what I'm saying? So think about it this way. If you know that you spent two to three grand on a particular variable expense last year, you can put that into your budget this year. Because nine out of 10, it's going to look the same. Nine out of 10 times, it's going to look the same. Sometimes it might vary and be lower, right? Less expensive. Sometimes it might, you might've learned how to do something for yourself this year. And so you don't have to pay someone next year, but sometimes it might be higher. But either way, you have a ballpark figure of what those variable expenses are. And you can include them in your budget this year versus trying to figure out how much did I spend in Q1 on this or how much did I spend in quarter two on this, right? Another thing is birthdays, right? Your friend's birthdays, your family's birthdays, your spouse's birthdays, they all land on the same days every year. But the reason those are considered variable expenses are because you never know how much you're going to spend as it relates to this birthday or occasion or whatever the case might be. But you do know that it's coming. You do know the date. You have time to prepare and you have time to shop in advance, stress-free without overspending, right? I talked about overspending on my live on my Instagram at your credit queen a while ago now. This was before the holidays to help folks understand, you know, how to not overspend for the holidays because overspending is the gateway to being broke, right? If you are constantly in a space of overspending, you are going to be broke because you are not understanding where your money is going, okay? So tracking your spending is literally the second step to ensuring that you have created a reasonable spending plan for 2022. And the reason being, is because now you can prepare for 2023 with actual tangible information of how you spend. Understanding our spending habits is huge. I am an emotional shopper. So if I have a really rough day at work, it makes me feel good to go somewhere and buy myself something. It's not always the most expensive thing on the, you know, books, right? Like, It's not always the most expensive thing. Sometimes it's a bottle of wine. Sometimes it's a new notebook. Y'all know I love the stationary shit, right? Sometimes it's, uh, you know, like a loungewear suit. All of these things, yes, I'm talking about Target. Sometimes it just makes me feel better 
to go to Target or Ross or Marshall's or a place like that and get myself a new candle or a bunch of eucalyptus so I can do um, a eucalyptus shower. It's super relaxing and it releases stress. But yes, I can be an emotional shopper, even though I'm a financial coach. I told you all we are chasing wealth together. So I am also learning on this journey. I just decided to bring you all with me. So understand when I tell you, I know that the variable expenses are there and I know that we can get a hold of them. So the fact that I identified that I was an emotional shopper caused me to plug in a particular miscellaneous line in my budget that just covered those nights where I needed to go and get myself something to make myself feel better. Mental health. Aha. (laughs) This is why it's so important to be financially stable because I have the opportunity to do that for myself. Don't get me wrong. When I was broke, I used to get real creative, right? I'd go get me the fanciest dinner you could get for under $10 and I would come home and put my favorite movie on. But these days, self-care is a priority and I can afford to do nicer things for myself. So if I want to go out for a spa day, I can do that. But the beauty of a reasonable spending plan is a spa day is baked into that. I don't have to feel bad or feel guilty about self-care. Oftentimes it's our finances that make us feel bad about doing things for ourselves. And we need to completely dismantle that belief. I do not subscribe to the belief that if I do a little something extra for myself this month, that I should feel bad about not reaching my financial goals by the end of the year. That's dead, okay? That's why we work so hard. That's why we started the side hustle. That's why we got our credit right, because we want to be able to do things for ourselves when we are feeling away. We don't want to have to wait on someone else. We don't want to have to just go home with the most expensive dinner under $10 and watch a movie. We want to get out. We want to do something. We want to be outside. We want to schedule a vacation and get away, right? It's the simple things, but the simple things still cost money. And so that's why we have to ensure that not only is our spending plan realistic, but it's reasonable and it makes sense for our lives and our income. Once you have determined what your income is, step one, and once you have began to track your spending, step two, now you can set some goals. What are the goals? What do you want to accomplish? Is it to pay down debt? Is it to have an emergency fund, a savings? Is it to buy Brandon Blackwood purses? Because let's be clear, I need like three more. (laughs) Okay. Is that the goal, right? Just to buy yourself some nice fancy shit ever so often, once a quarter or once every month, you want to buy yourself something real nice. What are the goals? Do you want to invest? Do you want to buy land? Do you want a new vehicle? Do you want a luxury vehicle? Do you want to purchase a house? Are you and your family looking to expand? Are you looking to have children? What are the goals and how Are you going to apply the information that you know already about your income and about your spending? So now we have to set goals, okay? Now we have to say what we want to get done by the end of the year, how much money that's going to require, and how are we going to go about it, which makes step four, making a plan, okay? So let's talk about setting the money goals. 
You got to set a target date for each financial goal. That's number one. Okay. So if you want to save a thousand dollars by August 1st, that's what you want to write that down as a thousand dollars by August 1st. Okay. You have to think about it like you're putting your money to work, right? So you see it, it's stacking. You want to touch it, you do, but you also understand the importance of those goals that you set. Those goals should be very accessible. You should check those goals very often, very often. You should be very familiar with what the goals are that you set up for yourself for that year financially, not just financially, emotionally, physically, health-wise, whatever those goals might be, you should be checking in with those goals regularly, okay? I made my vision board back like in early December, okay, for 2022. And and I, I let you guys know I'm definitely someone who categorizes life, right? And I throw things in certain buckets and, and that helps me feel together, right? And organized. But you got to set your financial goals in a way that makes sense for you and your lifestyle. Okay. So setting a target date, that is one of the most important things that you can do for your financial goal, because that's going to let you know, are your goals realistic? Okay. Are they something that you can truly achieve? Or did you not set those goals in a way where they were achievable for you? Were they not realistic, right? That's one of the biggest things and one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're setting financial goals is it's so unrealistic that they absolutely will never reach it. And that's what I try to help my clients understand. Like, look, I know you want to set big money goals. I do too, but we have to be realistic. And that's why understanding your consistent income and tracking your spending Fixed and variable expenses are going to be what get you to the realistic goals. Okay. We want to save for retirement, right? We want to save money for our kids. We want to just, you know, make our money work for us, right? Invest, 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 invest. That's huge, right? And depending on where you are in life, you could, you could invest a lot. You could invest a little, right? It's huge, but you know, a lot of money management skills come before we can invest. You know, these days investing is the cool thing to do. And, you know, everybody has a class on investing, but you truly need to understand, right, that there's a lot that comes before you can invest in a way that's going to be fruitful for you, right? Maybe you want to invest in real estate. Maybe that's one of your financial goals, right? I know a lot of people run around talking about how oh, you don't need any money to no, and, and maybe you don't, but you still need to make money, period. So I, I know that a lot of people talk about how you can, oh, you can flip homes and, you know, never use your money and all that's cool. But th- there are things that are going to cost money along that path. There are things that cost money along every path. And that's why I started this podcast. That's why I do what I do to help people understand that. Money is the root of a lot of success, right? Now, I'm not saying money, you know, buys happiness, but it buys a lot of other things <laughs> that, that can uh, support our happiness, right? So that's that. You got to set your goals. You got to set your financial goals. Write down what it is you want to accomplish, and then you make a plan for that goal, 
right? And in another episode, we may go into, right, like what those look like specifically, um, how to set a particular financial goal, and then how to hold yourself accountable to that. But today, I want you to understand the steps to creating a reasonable spending plan, okay? You can absolutely Google, right, how to set a financial goal, but I want to make sure that I get in depth with you guys. So we will be doing that at some point. Now. Making the plan is simple. It's it's directly attached to the goals. It's directly attached to step three, right? So making a plan is step four, okay? You have to make a plan for said goals. And when I say that, I think a lot of people think just setting the goals is enough. You have no idea how easy and how simple it is to just put down on a piece of paper what your plan is to achieve that goal. Once you've written it down, right? That's it. It's sort of like no turning back because we're rich girls, right? We're going to accomplish what we put our minds to. We're going to accomplish what we put, what we set out, set ourselves up for. So there's no need to be concerned about whether you're going to accomplish it or not. So when you write it down, get that plan going, okay? Get that plan going for that goal so that you can ensure success. Number five is adjusting your habits. Now, listen, I know that as rich girls, right, there are certain expenses that we're going to have that we may not necessarily need. It may be a want, right? But we're not going to pivot. Okay. So, personally, on a personal note, I'm not going to pivot on my hair. I'm not ever going to cut that expense out, even though it is a luxury, even though it is, you know, what do you call it? A variable expense, right? Something that if I was really on this crazy strict financial journey, like I'd cut it out, I would do my own hair. Like, no, I work really hard for my money and I want to get my hair done. So I'm not pivoting on my hair, my nails, my wax, my eyebrows, none of that. None of that. And, um, you know, there's women out here who aren't pivoting on the kind of purses that they wear or on the kind of hair that they buy or, you know, the kind of car that they drive. You're just not going to pivot on certain things as a woman of quality. Okay. Completely understandable. Period. Period. Um, Just as an example, right? Like I have a couple friends who've used Invisalign. Invisalign is expensive AF. But who's not going to play with their smile? Nobody I'm hanging out with is going to play around with their teeth, period. That's bare minimum, right? So as expensive as it is, there's a ton of people out here who are getting Invisalign to one, you know, obviously not get like braces, right? Like that's obviously why people go with that option. But essentially it's expensive and So many people are doing it. Why? Because they're not pivoting on that expense. They're not pivoting on their teeth. Okay. They're not putting that on the back burner, period. It's just not happening. So there are going to be certain things that we just do not, we're not going to adjust. And so that's why when you've created your spending plan, it's very important to go back and revisit every week, every two weeks, every month, because you want to understand where am I not going to pivot? That's going to help you adjust other habits right? Maybe you don't watch Prime a whole lot. Maybe you get rid of Prime. It's 13 bucks, whatever, right? I mean, wait, no. It's 13 bucks to be a Prime member. How much does actual Prime cost? Oh, I guess that is Prime. But anyway, 
Either way, right? Maybe there is another area in life where you can pivot, right? Where it's like, hmm, I do spend a lot on this. Maybe I don't need to spend a lot on that. But I don't want you to compromise things that you do not want to pivot. I know that, you know, I'm sort of in the middle of the extreme, you know, financial journey and like, you know, rocking out how you want to rock out, right? Just doing whatever you want. I'm right in the middle, right? You're going to have some financial coaches that are going to say like, oh my gosh, like stop buying the Starbucks every day. Stop spending $5 on coffee. You know, cut that out, cut this out, cut that out. That's just not me. That's why I encourage all rich girls to just make more money because I don't want you to have to pivot on things that you want to do, period. But sometimes when we're on a particular journey, if you're trying to buy a house or you're trying to do, you know, you're trying to make a big purchase, it does, it will serve you to review how you're spending, what you're spending on and see if there's anywhere that you can pivot. So I was telling one of my clients the other day, I was like, yeah, you know, I realized at one point that I was spending two to $250 on groceries and turning around and still spending $100 on takeout. In what world? So in a week, we're talking $350 on food. There's still hella groceries in the fridge that I haven't cooked. I buy a lot of fresh produce. So stuff is literally going to waste. I had to make a change there. So what I did was I spent a little less on groceries, which opened up the space for me to still eat out when I wanted to and be okay with it and not feel as though I was wasting money. So I bought a little groceries at a time, even if that meant that I would go to the grocery store twice a week or something like that. Right. And then on the weekend or something. That's cool. I don't have no problem with that because I knew that I wasn't wasting food and I knew that there was always going to be at least one night out of the week that I wanted to DoorDash. And that's that. And I allowed that because, again, I took the time to go back and review my spending and adjust my habits to what I was doing. Sometimes we make enough money to just do what we want, right? Obviously, um, that's the goal, right? So essentially, right, sometimes you go back and you look and you're like, oh, I don't need to adjust anything. And sometimes you look back and it's like, okay, I kind of spazzed, which is what happened with me and my groceries. I was like, no need for me to spend $250 on groceries. I'm not cooking $250 worth of groceries a week. I'm just not. So I had to stop playing myself quickly. I would buy a lot of produce, y'all. Like, I would even go to the farmer's market, which that's super cheap. But if I would buy produce at the supermarket, I love Wegmans. It's a little more expensive, a little more on the pricey side. And I would get all of these groceries and not cook them. Or on Tuesday or Wednesday, I'd be like, okay, like what you want to order? Like I turned over to to Bay, like what you want to order? He's like, oh, but there's so much. I'm like, nothing's defrosted. Like, no, like I'm buying dinner or you're buying dinner. (laughs) You just ain't know it yet. But I had to realize that I'm probably going to order it out at least once a week. And I was able to make adjustments that allowed me to do that without feeling as though I was being wasteful. So adjusting your habits, it's a step. It's a step that, you know, some of us do need to make, some of us don't. But as we're chasing, you know, as we are, we're not chasing anything ever, but as we're acquiring wealth, right, it does, it it does serve a huge purpose to, you know, adjust in some places and pivot in some places if you can. Okay. 
Number six, numero seis. So keep checking in, okay? I am someone who I review my budget once a month and that's only because I'm already so into it and I've been, oh, my budget, I said it again. It's a curse word, okay? I gotta pay y'all all a dollar every time I say the word budget. But no, my spending plan, right? Like I check my spending plan at the end of every month to see if I stayed on course, right? If I overspent, if I underspent, whatever that looks like, and then I prepare for the next month. So that's only because I've had, I've been on a similar spending plan for quite some time. And as my income increases, I don't necessarily increase my expenses for the most part. So what's happening is, you know, I may end up with more money left over at the end of the month, but I'm pretty much spending the same thing to the point where I don't need to check it once a week, every two weeks, every three weeks, whatever the case might be. If you're in that space, don't be ashamed to check your spending plan every week. Okay, look at it every day if you have to, because you want to be able to understand you and your spending habits. Okay, so continuously checking in is going to be major key when you've gone, you've done all this work. You've understood what your income is. You started to track your spending. You set some goals. You made a plan. You've even adjusted some of your habits. And don't do it all in vain. Don't do it all just to just to not visit it again for six months, right? Like you done put in all this work, like please make sure you guys are checking in, <laughs> period, with your budget and with yourselves, right? Because sometimes I've come across, you know, some months where I'm like, wow, I could afford to like go get an extra massage this month, right? And that feels really good too, because You've stayed the course and you've stayed on track with everything and you have a little extra to do a a little something extra for yourself. Or maybe you get two or three dozen roses this week versus the one dozen that you normally get. So we're going to talk about weekly flowers, ladies, and how important that is. Um, If any fellas are listening, buy your girl flowers this week. I got two bonus, um, maybe three. I got two to three bonus uh, gems for you guys today. So. Stick with me real quick. Now, don't get rid of your credit cards, right? When people are creating a spending plan, you'll see a lot of people or a lot of advisors or coaches say like, oh, throw your credit cards away, cut them up, don't use your credit cards. That's, you already know. I'm at the end of the day, I'm your credit queen, credit, your credit queen on Instagram. And I believe in credit and I know how amazing credit can be for us and what it can do for us. So, With that being said, do not stop using your credit cards, especially if you get rewards or cash back or whatever or whatever it is. Like, don't get rid of your credit cards. Use them reasonably. Okay, lower your utilization so that your credit score can jump a little bit for that. But please do not stop using your credit cards. The second bonus gem is to create a buffer in your budget unexpected expenses. You could literally title it that unexpected expenses. Build that into the budget. So that way, when something unexpected comes up, a flat tire, whatever the case might be, you don't have to, you know, uh, start trying to shuffle through and figure out, oh, what am I going to do? It's already baked into your budget. Okay. Already. So bake a buffer in So that when things come up that are unexpected, you're prepared and you don't have to, you know, move money from your checking to your savings and your savings to your checkings, et cetera, et cetera. 
So be sure that you are creating a buffer in your budget for those unexpected expenses. And the last bonus gem is use cash. I know y'all looking at me like I'm an old lady right now, but listen, hear me out. Okay, hear me out. If you tend to overspend in a certain area, right? Uh, for example, I I know I use Target a lot, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move away from that. I have found myself as somebody who can overspend in the grocery store, and here's why. I enjoy cooking very fancy meals that call for very fancy ingredients. <laughs> and what happens is if if I've scheduled or if I've budgeted $250 for groceries on any given week, it could be 350 just because I got, you know, some king crab legs to make a particular dish with, right? Or... I may be, you know, purchasing, you know, just a ton of seafood, right? So there was a point in time where last year, 2021, I decided to do all you can eat shrimp. What's the thing I read lobster? Um, Endless shrimp. I did endless shrimp at home, right? So I made, let me see, one, two, three, four, like five types of shrimp. So you could imagine, right? how much shrimp I had to buy, colossal shrimp. And and it was all fresh, right? Colossal shrimp and large and extra large and with the shell and deveined. And it was, it cost a lot. It was delicious, but it cost a lot, right? So I find myself as someone who sometimes overspends on groceries, which is hilarious because it's like, bro, it's groceries. But some weeks I just be feeling real fancy. And I got to get the garnish and I got to get everything that comes with it. Right. And so I had to bake that into my budget because cooking is therapeutic for me. Cooking is self-care for me, especially when it's something fancy. So instead of saying to myself, like, you're spending too much on groceries, I said, no, we're going to plug this into the budget. We're going to add an extra hundred dollars to what we had here for our groceries to bake that in there. So it's already part of my budget. So when I go out to get the, you know, five, six pounds of shrimp or, you know, some lobsters or whatever the case might be, I love seafood, by the way. So all my seafood lovers, gang, gang. But, you know, if I'm going to go out and spend some money on some seafood, I don't feel bad because I've baked that into my budget. But I realized I was overspending. So I take cash with me sometimes to grocery shop, right? I'm like, oh. I'm going to take out this much cash. And once that's done, I'm done. Right. And that is a method that has really, really helped me and some of my clients not overspend in areas where we don't necessarily need to overspend. So although I baked it into my budget right now, the challenge for me is to not overspend now that it's in my budget. So if I take out three hundred and fifty dollars in cash it's like, okay, sis, <laughs> you can't spend more than three fifty on groceries in a week. I mean, you know, you still gonna order out that one night. So yeah, exactly. So with that being said, if you find yourself overspending in a particular area, give yourself a an amount that you wanna spend and take the cash out, right? I know it's super old lady, but it works, I promise. And you only need to do it for a few months till you get, you know, sort of adapted, till you adapt to 
spending that amount on, you know, whatever it might be. For me, it's groceries. But anyway, so rich girls, I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I hope that you guys took some notes on how to create a reasonable rich girl spending plan. I hope that you took away that the word budget is a curse word. And if you use it when you're speaking to me, I'm going to feel like you cursed at me. So please, please, I truly hope that this helped somebody set up a good spending plan for themselves. If you enjoyed this, if you like this, please leave a review. Please let me know that you enjoyed the episode. Reach out to me on Instagram at your credit queen. Email me at Candice Young and Co at Gmail. All the information will be in the show notes down below. But I'm so grateful that you decided to spend some time with me today and hear me out as it relates to creating a reasonable spending plan for 2022. If you've already set up your spending plan, yay. I hope some of these gems help you out as you continue on your journey. If you haven't created your spending plan, I hope that this motivates you to create a reasonable spending plan for you. So cheers to all my rich girls. I hope you guys have a phenomenal week and I hope that you continue to put in the work that it takes to achieve all of your goals and all of the successes that you deserve. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I look forward to kicking it with y'all again next week. And I thank you so, so much for your support and your love. Thanks again, rich girls. Toodles. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.